Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales and marketing coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her natural empathy and compassion, plus her own life journey, which allows her to fully support others to integrate their chronic illness with their lives versus having them be two separate things working against each other. So I'm super excited to introduce Katie Donlevy. Now, Katie is more than a coach. She is a relentless advocate for those facing the hurdles of chronic illness and pain. Now, drawing from over 15 years of firsthand experience with a chronic condition, she doesn't just talk the talk, she's walked the walk. Now, Katie is a force behind Revive and Thrive Coaching, and the vibrant host of the My Chronic Illness and Me podcast, where she dives deep into real and raw conversations. Now, it's not just about illnesses and conditions. It's about experiences, life, and connecting on a whole new level. Now, her mission is to create an inclusive haven for those navigating chronic illness and pain, making sure that every story is heard. Now, through coaching, podcasting, and community building, Katie is on a quest to educate, empower, and help individuals rediscover themselves in the midst of health challenges. Well, welcome, Katie. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thanks, Wendy. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and you know, I just love how you're helping people to really enjoy their lives again by supporting them to more effectively cope with their health challenges. So I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such an important and personal topic for me. So I really appreciate the platform to share more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, always top of my question for me is exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Yeah. So Let's see, let me rewind a little bit. And I was originally, you know, my my main career was in the nonprofit sector for around a decade. Um, but as you mentioned, I was dealing with a chronic illness um, for the entire time. I was, you know, in my stressful, very active, busy career. Um, I would go to work every day and try to tamp down my pain and... I would come home and I would cry. Um, 
And I did that, I, I call it my white knuckling phase. <laughs> right. I did that every single day because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, right? I was supposed to have a good job. I was supposed to get promoted and be really good at my career. And I, I totally ignored the part of me that really needed the most attention. Mm, so mm -hmm. the right. tipping point was um, when I had to have a surgery um, for my condition, I took medical leave from work. I had the surgery. And after my medical leave was over, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I, I just quit. And it took me almost a full year to like deeply recover from the burnout and the pain I had been twisting my body into for over a decade at that point. Um, and I worked with a health coach um, who helped me see that I didn't have to keep living the way I was living. And she helped me like completely change my life. So um, the real tipping point for, for entering my own um, business, for beginning my own business was um, that I really wanted to be that same person for other people. Mm -hmm. Right. What a powerful role. I mean, to take somebody from that, like you said, white knuckle phase of just enduring, getting through just, you know, like, okay, here we go. Another day I can do this bracing, bracing yourselves. So now being able to get back to enjoying life again, that's huge. And what an honorable role to play for others. Thank you. It's, it's a real honor to be invited to be along that journey with someone. Yeah, I love that. And obviously it does take a lot of courage to step into that role and take on that responsibility for, for another person. But obviously through your own process, being in the day-to-day -day journey of re rewiring, re um, I mean, I can't even imagine what all you had to do, right. To, to then surface into a state yeah. of harmony, uh, navigate through that to a state where you were now able to function fully in, in your life. So, yeah, I love that. Well, so you were in that phase sounds like for over a decade. So how long have you had your own business and has your mission or vision evolved over the course of the time? Yeah. So I am still pretty new, honestly, at, at entrepreneurship. I've had my business. I've been a coach for a little bit over a year and a half. Um, and before that I was, uh, in coach training for about a year. So you know, around two and a half years of, of active coaching. Um, and yeah, things have changed. You know, I, I mentioned that I started out this journey because of a passion for wanting to help other people with chronic illness. And, it was interesting through coach training, I kind of started to shy away from that a little bit. I, I got worried and scared that I was pigeonholing myself too much. Like I didn't want to be known as the, the chronic illness girl. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of resisted, you know, really going in that direction for a while. And then, and then it, it all came back. I sort of realized like, wait, but this is what I really care about. This is, yeah. these are the people I want to be talking to. These are who, you know, I want to help. And so it was an interesting kind of boomerang um, for a while. Right. Yeah. That's interesting because it, it, first off, you're realizing probably I'm, I'm only speculating here that, wow, the work that I do can 
support people in a lot of different ways. And so why not help people in a broader sort of scope? And then right. realizing that, yeah, but this is really what's important to me, right? So I love that shift back to what's fueling and bringing you that sense of satisfaction, fulfillment, meaning, while also making a huge difference for others. So that is so key to being a successful entrepreneur is it's not simply about everyone else. It's really about you as well. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. I think it's, you know, it's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in building your business? Yeah, absolutely. There have been a couple. I mean, I think one of them is that prior to starting my whole journey of my own business, I was very, very structured. You know, I always knew what I was going to do next, where I was going next. You know, I went from college to basically to grad school to, you know, my career to getting promoted. Like it felt very linear. Mm -hmm. And a big roadblock for me was <laughs> just sort of like the unknown. Right. Um, Free falling? My... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just taking that leap was was really scary for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then secondly, uh, you know, I think self-doubt was a big roadblock for me as well. Not only kind of like, can I be a good coach? But I had this sort of like, who am I to, you know, be the one to help people? Um voice in my head that I had to overcome. Yeah, understandable. And you're definitely not alone in that because even though you have obviously so much more hands-on real life experience than say somebody who just graduated from medical school, <laughs> you know, societal expectations are, wait, but Katie, why you, you know, how are yeah. you qualified? And, and maybe not even anyone said that, but it's kind of this known thing of, oh, I need to have formal training or I need to have this or that or something, you know, I, I need to endure a long period of, of education. You know, you did get certified and that was quite the journey in and of itself, but it's understandable that, you know, some of those self-doubts um, really start to surface whenever we step out of what we feel is the normal path, right? Mm -hmm. the, like you said, the structured, well, I do this, then I do that. And then this is, this is the natural progression and starting your own business is breaking that mold. So well, I'm yes. curious, can you share maybe a, a technique that, that you utilize to support yourself through that phase of wait, do I really have what it takes? Because we all know that you do. Obviously, like I said, having been in the actual mode of, of supporting yourself through this journey is far more valuable than reading any, any book or, or going to AI or you know artificial intelligence for answers or anything like that. So how did you support your, those inner lim limiting beliefs that kept kind of chiming in yeah, in, in a few ways, actually. I mean, so for the part of me that was like, wait, I'm so used to having this specific structure. I don't really know what it's like to live a different kind of day-to-day -day life. I did a lot of talking to other people who don't have a traditional nine-to-five role. And that kind of really helped me widen the lens of my understanding of like what work can be. Mm -hmm. um, 
So that was really incredibly helpful on that front. And then on the on the limiting belief, self-doubt front, a couple things really, really made the difference. I think the first one is sort of taking a, a look at all the people in my life who come to me and have come to me, you know, years and years and years before I was a coach, um, when they need to talk about something, when they need to just be listened to without judgment, mm -hmm. you know, when they need someone to catch something in what they said that they didn't even realize they said or reflect something back to them in a way that makes them think about something they had never thought about before. Um, I think reflecting on that helped me understand that I have been a coach for a really long time, even before I was um, a certified coach. Yeah. And yeah. lastly, I would say just starting to work with clients. Um, when yeah. I started working with my first client, uh, she had a really debilitating chronic illness and I could really tell in our conversations how much my own experience and empathy really helped her feel comfortable and trusting um, in a way that let her find her own answers through coaching with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's powerful. And it, you know, it's interesting that you should bring up the empathy and, and compassion because those are, those are the things that like when I was first bringing you into the, onto the stage, right. The virtual stage here, illuminating the fact that those are your natural innate superpowers, right? Your zones of genius. And that's been with you your entire life, no doubt, and served you in so many different ways and being able to realize that, yes, that is really the, what makes things so effective for me when I'm engaging with, with my clients and in this aspect, because when you then look for the evidence that supports the fact that, no, I do make a difference and I do have what it takes, right? Yeah. Then it's clear and those limiting beliefs tend to quiet themselves. But at first, you know, there's, they're just based on literally nothingness. They're just feelings that come up without any facts really supporting them. So yeah, thank you for sharing those uh, techniques because that is, Unfortunately, some very real stumbling blocks that a lot of entrepreneurs have to go through. So, and, uh, you know, Katie, you're obviously an expert at supporting people to navigate and even overcome health-related challenges in their lives so that they can step into a new quality of life. But I'm curious, how do you feel about the sales and marketing part of being in business? Now, this <laughs> might feel like a very different skill set. So do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of building a successful business? Yes, indeed. <laughs> I like sales and marketing are just exponentially less comfortable for me. Mm. Um, I think in particular, you know, it's funny because when I was in my former career, I was around a lot of marketing. Like I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with marketing as a concept but as an individual business owner, I feel like so much of the advice you read or hear from people just feels so incredibly inauthentic to me as an individual. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's my biggest challenge is sort of how to bridge the gap between wanting to feel and be authentic and also, you know, wanting to get myself out there. Right. 
No, that is so valid because it is really important to feel that that alignment and congruency with your sales and marketing messaging approach strategy with who you really are. And it, it has, it's all part of you being you. But the thing is, you also want to be effective, right? So authenticity is important, but it's way beyond authenticity in this specific aspect of building a business. So I, I'd be happy to provide you with a little bit of insight around this if you'd like. I would love that. Okay. So it's interesting to me because just a little before this, uh, part of our conversation, you were talking about how within your coaching, one of the ways that you're really excel at supporting people is through asking questions well, deep listening and, but, but mainly starts with asking questions that allows you to support them to find their own answers. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I, I love helping my clients to do is really tap into their own natural strengths and innate abilities like compassion, empathy in this aspect of building a business. Because here's the thing, coaching is not a commodity. It's not a transactional sale. Mm-hmm. It's not a, here are the facts and features about this thing type thing. It's, it's really, it's a transformation. And it, it hinges on your potential clients really needing to feel that what I call deep personal connection with you, that sense of trust, that level of belief, in addition to desire. And most sales approaches out there are leaning more on the desire. Like, let's make it sound juicy. Let's make this an offer they can't refuse. Let's, <laughs> and it just feels weird. It's disconnected. It's like, wait a second. And you know, you're following that, that inner voice within you that says, wait, this isn't what this is about. And so that's why nothing I'm guessing has not quite felt aligned with you because you're, you're attempting to be somebody you're not. Yeah. And so when you, when you think about, okay, how am I as a coach, what do I do that supports people to feel empowered to shift their perspective, to feel inspired to take action? What do I naturally, what do I do in those coaching sessions? What do I do as a coach? Now, I'm not talking about coaching, right, in say an enrollment conversation, because that doesn't work um, in terms of providing people with coaching. Mm -hmm. when it's supposed to be a a conversation to determine if working together is a best fit. Uh, That just to be very loud and clear about this, not what I'm saying. You're not providing them with answers and insights and tips and techniques, but that same skill that you have as a coach in being able to present questions that allow them to think beyond the limitations or to think into their true desires and to illuminate what maybe is unknown barriers that are tripping them up over and over and over. And then positioning your 
um, you know, your offer or however you want to transition into, well, this is how I work with people who are suffering from so that they can blank. Would you like to hear more of the details or, you know, anything like that? And of course that doesn't go into the marketing per se, but again, <laughs> what I love to do is, is, is to challenge you. What do you normally do within your coaching and supporting people to take action and feel empowered that can now become more of a presence and more you in your marketing messaging? and your, your offers, your enrollment conversation. So is this landing? Yeah, it's interesting. I kept just flashing one phrase over and over while you were talking, which is just simply like, I'm here. I think, I think when you have a chronic illness and I know from my own experience, it can be so isolating mm -hmm. and daunting. It can mm -hmm. be. Yeah. Nobody job. gets you. Nobody knows what you're going through. And they think, you know, gosh, you're being, you're being a baby or, you know, why are you always bowing out of things and they don't understand? So yeah, that's a huge yeah. component, right? So how do you, so, you know, it, it takes some time, right? To, to rethink then these tried and true marketing phrases, or, you know, if you go to artificial intelligence and say, all right, chat GPT, create a, an offer for me or da, 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 da. And it's just like, oh my God, this is, nothing I could actually genuinely say, you know, <laughs> and this is why, because it's not genuinely you, but I caution you, it's far more than simply being authentic in these situations, because just like in your coaching, it's more than simply being an, a non-judgmental space for people to talk with you, right? right. That's therapy. It's also inspiring them and, and supporting them to take action. Yeah. I think, I think in particular, it's also, you know, helping them create their own version of what integration looks like. Like that could be totally different than what my version of integration looks like. Yeah. So, so my, therefore those, those deep questions versus telling questioning right. versus telling that's the huge difference. Most sales and marketing is all about telling and empowering sales and marketing is more about asking and listening. So those are key qualities that you already have. And that's what I love is helping people to lean into play to their strengths in a way that also, because it's not just about you, it is truly about supporting your potential clients to perceive the value and understand what truly is at stake and believe in the possibilities. So yeah, so hopefully this, this provides you with some foundation for you to gain some new clarity and congruency with your sales and marketing approach. So yeah, I love that. And, you know, I, I had mentioned just a little bit earlier in terms of artificial intelligence, you know, because the fact is artificial intelligence is becoming more and more sophisticated um, advanced, um, intuitive, and the go-to for a lot of people when they're experiencing some question, right? Uh, some barrier, some, they want a solution or they want information about something. It's so it, it can really provide a wealth of personalized how-to information. However, as I'm thinking about the work that you do, 
which is, it's a deeper, it's inner work. It's, there are a lot of individual nuances, right? That come into play in terms of supporting people to navigate their chronic illness and be able to see it as something they can integrate into their life versus shut them down. So I would love to hear your reflection on maybe the pros and cons of, of utilizing artificial intelligence for people who are facing chronic illness, chronic pain, to be able to cope with that aspect of their life? Yeah, that's, it's such an interesting question because, you know, AI is this kind of like burgeoning, you know, shiny new thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I also believe it can be a really useful tool in certain ways, right? Like if you're, if you're trying to revamp your LinkedIn profile or write a bio, it's actually a very helpful and collaborative tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, when it comes to doing deep internal work, I, I honestly am not at all worried that AI will somehow overtake you know, coaching in that way, you know, just thinking about people who deal with chronic illnesses, every single person's journey is completely unique to them. Every person's support structure depends on their life and the people in their life. You know, every, um, everyone's journey is a pretty continuous and constantly evolving process. And so there really is no set of steps or, you know, generated answers that AI could create for somebody that would actually help them to integrate their chronic illness into their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what I help people do. So I, you know, it's, AI is <laughs> great. And also, you know, I don't think it's coming for the coaching industry anytime soon. Yeah. Well, the thing that I, I, I'm hearing you say is that it's, it, it, it doesn't know what's beyond the spoken word of a person. You know, we've all heard, at least I, I know on the business building side, the, the output of artificial intelligence is only as good as the input, right? Mm-hmm. And so therefore we don't know. You know for instance, a, a physician would put a completely different input into the chat GPT field for an output, for a generative response, that a person that's just, oh my gosh, I, I, I white knuckle it all the time, just trying to get through my day. Um, and it's exhausting. What should I do? Well, that's, that's a really vague answer, but we don't know what different to ask. And, you know, to your point, your abilities of having that empathy and that compassion and that perspective of having walked the walk already is what really supports people to finally be able to live with and through their, their chronic illness versus just ways of, like you said, white knuckling it. So yeah, I love that. It's, it is a powerful resource. And uh, uh, like, I think you said, maybe off, off camera, a cool tool, Um, (laughs) but it has its, um, its limitations that are really beyond what we even know um, because mm-hmm. the, because we don't know what to say, what to put into the responses. So, well, Katie, I'm curious, how do you work with people who want to finally get back to enjoying their lives in spite of some chronic illness or pain or issues that 
that they're dealing with. Can you share just some more specifics uh, about your philosophy or your approach? Yeah, absolutely. So I tend to work with people on a one-to-one basis because as I'm sure you know, um, you know, when you're dealing with something so personal as a chronic illness, it can be really difficult to feel comfortable sharing certain aspects of that. Um, And basically what I do is help them understand what areas of their lives are um, what they want their life to look like and what their life is actually looking like right now because of their chronic illness in what areas of their lives are those mismatched. A lot of times when you have a chronic illness, there's this huge seesaw that you go through kind of constantly. On one end of the seesaw, you are trying your hardest to take care of yourself. You're going to all your doctor's appointments. You're incredibly focused on your health. You're really trying to make yourself feel as good as possible. But when you have a chronic illness, it doesn't go away and you don't necessarily get better. So eventually you often get kind of sick of being a patient and feeling like your illness is overtaking your entire life. So a lot of people kind of swing wildly to the other end of the seesaw, which is all right, I just, I want to live my life. I want to go on dates. I want to hang out with my friends. I don't want to go to doctor's offices and worry about how I'm feeling. Um, But then if you do that for too long, you can really burn out because you're not really paying attention to your physical needs. Mm -hmm. So what I really help people try to do is bring that seesaw into balance. Like how do you live your life and, you know, see your friends and communicate with your family, et cetera, et cetera and care for yourself. Um, that's really the critical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's so important because it's, it, it does really overtake every thought. I can only imagine. I personally don't deal with chronic illness, but I know people who have that and it just is this underlying current to everything. And so to be able to have a solid plan and receive the support to live more of a normal lifestyle and be able to provide the self-care that's needed and the time and space and honoring the fact that your body is dealing with something huge that can't just be squelched. Uh, So that, that balance between that. So yeah, it sounds like it's really, really tailored to each person individual needs and where they're at emotionally. Right. Yeah. Emotionally, not just physically. Exactly. And if I can just say one other thing, like I think the emotional piece is such an important part too, because if you have a chronic illness, there's a real aspect of grief that not a lot of people understand for the life that you thought you would have. Mm-hmm. And so a huge part of, of integration is also what do you actually want your life to look like? given that this chronic illness is a fact. And then how do you make it happen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a very step-by-step actionable plan to regain that sense of peace, ease, and joy, (laughs) obviously, is, is the ultimate goal. So yeah, I love that. Well, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing, Katie? Yeah, um, they can find me on my website, which is www.reviveandthrivecoach.com. Or I'm on Instagram which is Revive and Thrive Coaching. 
or they can email me at katie at reviveandthrivecoach.com. All right. Fantastic. So that's revive and the, the whole word written out, correct? Revive and thrive. Yes. Yep. Reviveandthrivecoach.com uh, as well as you're active on Instagram. All right. Fantastic. Well, Katie, you have already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here during our conversation. Uh, but if I could tap on you one last time in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with say a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Yeah, I totally understand that frustration and have definitely felt it myself as, you know, still a new entrepreneur. I think for me, what it really comes down to is passion and patience. Um, you know, does the thing that you're doing, that you're working towards, that you're building your business from get you out of bed in the morning? Does it inspire you to keep at it even when it gets really hard? So that's the passion piece that, at least for me, is really critical. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other part that I definitely have a harder time with myself is, is the patience part, you know, like finding methods that work for you, whether it's the kind of marketing we were just talking about earlier in the podcast or, you know, how you actually work with people, um, what products you offer, whatever that looks like. And, you know, keep putting that out in the world and, and really trust that what you put out will come back to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are powerful. Both, you know, passion is that, that thing that is, it's the building block to this type of work that you're doing because it's not easy. That's not an easy journey. Definitely. That has a, a lot of unknowns, like you described it, kind of like jumping out of an airplane right, without a plan. Although you do have a plan, you did a parachute on your back and, but it does have that sense of, oh my God, what am I doing? And all these self-doubts come in. So I love that really staying tethered to the passion component. And yeah, patience, that is a difficult thing for a lot of people because when we have a job where we're working for another employee, why it's all about productivity and just go and do your job. But when it's building a business, who knew how long it was going to take and who knows how long it really will take to get from this point to that point to the next. And it, it is just uncertainty, which became a word during the pandemic. Entrepreneurs invented that word a long time before. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uncertainty and patience is the key. So yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Uh, both of those golden nuggets of wisdom, definitely powerful. Well, Katie, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from your work within the nonprofit sector where you put up with and endured through and consumed by your own chronic illness during that chapter of your life and taking medical leave to go through uh, surgery and then saying, you know what, I can't, I can't go back to that white knuckle approach to my daily life day in, day out, day in, day out. I need to take some time for myself. And through that journey, then of just getting back to self-care, doing those, those acts of love for yourself versus just enduring for others, you realize that, wow, this is powerful work that a health coach can do. 
and opening up that vision for yourself where this is something that I see myself doing and taking that chance on yourself, taking that risk, uh, tapping into your courage and aligning with your own passion to now this impactful work you're doing as a coach and the founder of Revive and Thrive Coaching, where you're educating, empowering, and helping individuals to rediscover themselves in the midst of their health challenges. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thanks so much for having me, Wendy. It was really lovely to be able to talk about my work and to meet you and get a little coaching as well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Katie Dunleavy through her website, and that is reviveandthrivecoach.com, as well as follow her on Instagram, and you'll find the links in the show notes. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and an endless flow of high-paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassion-based selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales and Marketing Success Coach. And you can find me in our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Katie Dunleavy. And as always, here's to your success. <laughs>